Hey everybody, welcome to the Text Lab. This is where we do a deep dive into the text. My name is David and I'm here with Michael. And we are here to help prep you for life groups this week. So our goal is just to help you make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. So whether you're leading a life group or just trying to do a deep dive on your own, we hope the Text Lab helps you have meaningful conversations about what God has said to us in his word. This week we're in John 7, 1 through 13. So let's get into it. After this, Jesus went about in Galilee. He would not go about in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of booths was at hand. So his brother said to him, Leave here and go to Judea that your disciples may also see the works you're doing. For no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers believed in him. Jesus said to them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always here. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify about it that its works are evil. You go up to the feast. I'm not going to the feast, for my time has not yet fully come. After saying this, he remained in Galilee. But after his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he also went up, not publicly, but in private. The Jews were looking for him at the feast, saying, Where is he? And when there was much muttering about him among the people, while some said, He's a good man. Others said, No, he's leading the people astray. Yet for fear of the Jews, no one spoke openly of him. So much good stuff here, Michael. Mm -hmm. Let's dive in a little bit. Here's some relevant background info um, as we dive into John 7 to keep in mind. First of all, if you're reading in God's version, the ESV, it just says the Jews there. Um, that is referring to the Jewish leadership specifically. Some other translations will actually draw that out a little bit and say this is the religious leaders. That's just helpful as we're reading through this text to know um, what the specific character that that is referring to, to the Jewish leaders. And that's the opposition that Jesus continually faces. Also on this note, um, Jesus has brothers, um, James, Joseph, Judas, Jude, Simon. He also had sisters as well. We know this from Mark 6, 3, Matthew 13, 55 through 56. So there's kind of just some intertextual things that will help you know the text um, as you're kind of understanding even more about who Jesus was, who his family was, and kind of how did that play a key part in his mission um, and in his ministry that he's doing this in this family context that sometimes he faces opposition from. What else relevant info that's going on here? Yeah, I think it's even helpful to note with the brothers that like they're being a little sarcastic mm. and being a little bit of a jerk to him. Yeah. I mean, well, it, you can tell clear. that uh, it says in verse five that it said that his brothers didn't even believe in him. Yeah. So you know that the motive behind what they're saying isn't pure. It's mm -hmm. it's a little bit more to maybe um, put Jesus out there in a negative light. And so yep. the brothers thing is important just to realize and also recognizing that this is during something called the Feast of Booths. Mm. It's been about a year and a half since John chapter five yep. ended. We went through six, we're here in seven, and really John's going to take us from the Feast of Booths and eventually take us to Passover. And these are huge Jewish fest festivals, and they're these key festivals that Jesus does very important things um, that are going to have weight theologically. Hmm. So during the Feast of Booths, he's going to come and show how he's a better version yeah. of that. In the same way at Passover, he's going to show how he's the better version of Passover. But here, if, if you've never had the Feast of Booths before or never celebrated it... Has anyone um, ever celebrated that? Maybe. Maybe oh, okay. we've done it as a church once. But uh, what the way it worked was basically, it's called Sukkot, and what they would do is they would 
choose to live in some tents for like eight days, okay? So just imagine a massive camping trip with as many people as you could get together who loved God to celebrate Him, to remember Him. And there were all kinds of different festival pieces throughout this feast. So they would do a water ceremony. They had this crazy fire dance that the priests would like (laughs) spin fire (laughs) and it would light up the skies and they would get down. Like, did that thought, happen when we did it here? Uh, yeah, Drew actually juggled fire um, <laughs> on one of the nights. So if you missed it, oh, man. Uh, you missed out. I I'm missed sorry. It. I'm sorry. Um, but it was a huge party. Yeah. You wanted to be there. And each little element of the feast pointed to something um, important about God and his mm. faithfulness. And what Jesus is going to do during the Feast of Booths during chapter seven is he's going to say things during certain parts of the feast that show how he's the better version. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil chapter seven though, yeah. because we got like five more weeks in it. So yep. those are the key things you need to know. Those are the key elements for the background. And as always, when you're going through narrative, just be asking these questions. Yeah. What happened? Why yep. here? What's John's point? Totally. What are some, uh, some guiding questions? One, that one other quick thing on yeah, that is it. I think you're continually seeing this in the back of John is background, 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 and kind of these other contextual elements that yeah. like so deeply inform what's actually happening in the narrative. And I think that like that can be really good motivation for us to actually be really good students of God's word because That's you good. just miss the story if you don't know some of these background and it becomes mm-hmm. flat, it becomes shallow, but it really becomes really, really rich if you know the background. Think of Star Wars, Luke Skywalker fighting Darth Vader on the Death Star. Like if you don't understand what's going on between their relationship and the context, you just miss out the depth yeah. of the story completely. And so just encourage you continue to be good students of your Bible, continue to do um, a little de- deeper digging and suddenly the truth of the text, the story becomes mm-hmm. so much more alive. And I think yeah. you see that here um, as a guiding question. I think that's important to ask is what agenda did the brothers have for Jesus that was different than Jesus' agenda? What was their agenda, but what was Jesus' plan? Um, And you see this difference there between the brothers had their agenda. They had things they wanted from Jesus. They had goals for him. Um, There was some doubt and cynicism in that. Um, And they had kind of their own perspective, but Jesus just had this different plan. And what was those differences? You see this happen immediately in the chapter before where Jesus kind of lays out the kingdom of God and his disciples desert him. You see that in the crowd in John 6 where they wanted to make him king, yet Jesus withdrew himself. He had this different um, agenda, a different plan. And so maybe talk about that in your group. What were those differences of agenda? What did the brothers want, but what what did Jesus want and what did he have in mind? Yeah, there was definitely a uh, common theme there when you look at the Gospel of John Mm -hmm. and the way that we approach God with our agenda versus the agenda that he has and he wants to take care of. Another question uh, that'll help you kind of get there would be, why did Jesus go to the feast privately? Why did he Mm -hmm. go privately? At at first glance, it might look like Jesus kind of uh, you know, told a half truth to his brothers, but he didn't in this text. He mm. said, "I'm not going up with you right now." Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, he was going to go there because he had a purpose. But yeah. why do he go privately? Maybe yep. explore that as a group. That's great. That's great. One other question: What's the difference between the brothers' view of the world and Jesus' understanding of the That's world? That's good. I think this is important for us as we understand um, really God's plan versus what um, our own human hearts and our own sin can often be pursuing and caring about. John four, you. See see the brothers having a view of the world where they're kind of viewing it as positive, as good. Jesus, go become a public figure. Show yourself to the world. Reveal yourself to the world. And then also in verse 7, Jesus says, 
you want me to reveal myself to the world, but the world can't hate you, but it hates me. So Jesus has this very different relationship with the world than his brothers have with the world. And so maybe unpack that. What's that difference um, between Jesus and his brother's understanding of the world? That's really good. And another thing that would follow out of that would be in the last section, after there's kind of this, you know, back and forth between Jesus and his brothers, you have some speculation. There's Mm. really what's going on in this whole text is a debate about the character of Jesus. Um, there's a little bit of a subtle debate Which between is kind brothers. Which going on the whole book of John. Uh-huh, the whole deal. It's, it's all over the book. And so um, you might ask your group, what's important about the speculation mm. at the end of the text? Mm-hmm. What's, what's important about that where the, the Jews are saying, oh, where is he? We got to find him. And some people say he's a good man. Others say, no, he's evil. What's important about that speculation? Mm, mm, That's good. That's good. So let's talk just big idea here. I think the big idea that comes out of this passage of the text is that Jesus knows what's good. And he also just knows what's true. He's Mm. also just revealing this is the kingdom. This is the way. Um, And he knows his time has not come. It would have been bad if he came to the city the same way that everyone else had and revealed himself in that same way. He would have probably been captured by the Jews, set up to be murdered. And we still have to wait to see Jesus reveal himself. So Jesus is following God. God's plan, God's kingdom, God's direction, the spirits leading in his life. And that is both the way of the kingdom and it's also what is good and right in God's timing. Um, application kind of coming out of that, Michael, what do you think? Well, when, when I think about that statement that Jesus is good, mm. I feel like we have to ask the question, like, do we believe that? First yeah. of all, do I really believe Jesus is good? And yeah. so maybe a way that you guys can get deep with your groups and start to um, just get into to sharing and vulnerability might be asking, when was a time you doubted Jesus's goodness? Yeah. The yeah. when questions are money because mm. people share a story when you ask a when question because mm, they have good. to think, when was a time that this yeah. happened? And then yeah. they're sharing, there's vulnerability. Um, yeah. Another Sorry. hack on a question like that is asking for something more current because a lot of times people feel comfortable sharing things that happened seven years yeah. ago. 20 yep. years ago, yep. 25 years ago, mm. whatever. But they, but when you get into, hey, when's the time you doubted right. God's goodness this last week? <laughs> today. Yeah. today, like it actually is, it's a little bit closer in vulnerability. And so mm-hmm. I'd recommend asking a question like that. Um, when is the time that you doubted God's goodness? Yeah. Um, so Dave, in a spirit of vulnerability, right, man? Let's do it. What <laughs> What's a time that you can think of? We'll go. We'll We'll make it easier. We'll do a month in the past month, January. That uh, that you doubted Jesus's goodness. Yeah, man. I think that's a great question, um, because I think it really is getting into probably kind of. Gosh, this just feels like a daily invitation to die to yourself. Of, is am today? I'm going to be about what David think is good. And really even, I think I, the way that Jesus points out the time here, like my time has not yet come. Yeah. Gosh, how much am I pursuing my timing versus mm. Jesus timing? So, man, I think that often can just be, um, you, wanting to see certain things in life that aren't there yet and learning mm. to like release control of those. Because gosh, for me, man, and maybe our whole culture and world operates a little bit under this mindset of if it's not there, like go make mm. it happen. You can do it. Go accomplish it. Yeah. 
and, and, and the way that that works is that people become suddenly become obstacles to accomplishing your own goal. Um, my own kids become obstacles to yeah. accomplishing what I want. I got to get them fed and diapers changed and in bed so that I can mm-hmm. get my time, that I can do what I want. And so there's kind of just this, I think, real release of like, okay, Jesus, like what is your way in this moment versus even what I want? And sometimes that looks like all these little idols that are in my heart, um, whether that's just the pursuit of um, checking things off my checklist, whether that's just the pursuit of, gosh, I want rest or I want to zone out or I want like me time. And you start to view these different things really um, as obstacles. And they're really just kind of about like me trying to build my own kingdom and have things my way. And I think there's this big theme here that's like, ah, Jesus' way is different than his brother's way. It's different than the world's way. So gosh, in on a day-to-day level, I think that's where that plays out. Um, on a bigger level, I think some of these things are about just even like um, life decisions happening hmm. and kind of like you know, God opening up things that you would long for or pray for or hope for and Maybe you're seeing that at one day, maybe that's a, a school to go to or a job or a family or a spouse or a relationship. And it's, it's, it's laying that down before the Lord and saying, Jesus, your time in your kingdom, I want to surrender to that. So I think that's an application from here that comes out of like Jesus is following God's spirits leading for that timing. And there's, there's a way for us to surrender ourselves to that in the same way. What about for you, man? Yeah, that's good. That's a great question. I think that for me, like getting getting real practical, we're in a we're in a fun season of life where dude, there's a baby on dude, the way, right? Timing. So baby's about to yeah. come on uh, on God's timing, yeah. not on ours, right? Totally, so, um, but in April, the baby's due, and uh, and yeah, we're just in this really just I guess unique spot of mm. trying to wrap our minds around how to trust um, the goodness of God with even the process of preparing for a child and whether it's like, um, you know, getting consumed with watching parenting videos Mm. or, you know, trying to figure out what type of, you know, parents we're going to be or whatever. And, and, um, sometimes we can doubt it or we can think, Oh my gosh, like I'm going to screw this kid up. Like I'm such a screw up and I know this kid's going to be just like (laughs) me. Um, but when I, when I think about, times that I've doubted God's goodness, I think every time that I've been sitting there freaking out about uh, what my kid's going to turn out to be like is a time that I was actually doubting the goodness of Jesus mm. because um, Jesus like has a plan for her life already. Mm. And he has a plan for how he's going to, you know, woo her yeah. to himself and how that respond. And like, and my job is just to be faithful. Yeah. And so if I'm trusting God's goodness, I, I even already without her being here, yeah. I'm having to learn how to release yeah. some of these like things that I want to have in, in place. Like, mm. okay, if I just, you know, read the right. Bible every night with, right. the, with her, if, oh, we just, you know, pray at these times or, oh, yeah. if I just, you know, get her to be a great problem solver and you mm-hmm. know, just different things that, that are coming up in this arena are ways that maybe um, they're good, right? We need to be good parents, yeah. but like, yeah. um, but if they become ultimate, mm-hmm. then I think that I might be doubting God's mm-hmm. goodness in that. And so that's something in the last month that's been just uh, just fresh on my yeah. mind yeah. Um, in that arena. And maybe for you guys in your in your life groups this week, a way that you can help get people to um, 
to, to share there. Again, ask something pointed like that. Maybe give a timeline on it. Like, hey, in the last month, in the last year, mm-hmm. that's helpful. And then maybe a way to follow up with times you doubted God's goodness. You could follow up with, um, with what are times that you've seen Jesus's goodness in the last year. Mm. And so another hack here is you could have people split up into groups or do some time on their own. And if they have a journal with them or if they have paper with them, or if you have note cards, or if they have a note app on their phone, like take a minute and say, hey, for the next two minutes, let's, as a group, take time to write down ways that we've seen Jesus's goodness in the last year. Mm. And really take the two minutes or the five minutes or whatever you decide as a leader, and then share them as a group. And what that'll do is it'll get your introverts talking. It'll get uh, like people the opportunity who need to internally process to internally process so that they can share, um, more candidly. And it gives you time as a leader to, to think as well, which is helpful in the moment. So that, that would be our encouragement to you is maybe use some time for that and really reflect on who Jesus is, Mm. what Jesus does and, and where is he good? How is he good in your life? Did take some time to think about God's time in your life and his working. That's good. That's a bar. Hey, everybody. Thanks for spending your time with us. Our promise to you is that we're doing our best to make this time valuable for you, the leader. If this has helped you in any way, let us know. Yeah, whether you are at the gym, we know you're not mowing the lawn because it's raining out there, so don't do that. Uh, But you know where you're driving or doing whatever it is you like to do while you listen to podcasts, we hope that you feel equipped, encouraged, and ready to walk through the text with your group this week. And as always, we're serious about this. Do your own prep, but, but even more so, let the Spirit lead you, knowing that you are one who is filled with His Spirit. You're sent by His Spirit into your group, into your family, into your neighborhood, into your pray wash communities, wherever God is inviting you this week. Go as the living proof of a loving God. We love you guys. We'll check you next time on The Text Lab.